Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Freed episode 550 and the third episode since we have been permanently banned from YouTube Dr. Fareed was banned a couple weeks ago and uh, I can happily inform him that I am now part of that, uh, oh, that group and uh, so as we were just talking about before we started recording censorship will only prevail if we all walk away with our tails between our legs but that's not yeah. what, that's not who I am that's not who you are for all the new listeners and to establish your credibility because i like to do this when i interview physicians such as yourself please introduce yourself and tell everyone your <clears throat> medical background well it's uh i'm D george farid a family practice doctor in the imperial valley of southern california i've been here for 31 years or more i started the hiv clinics in the valley and continue to take care of most of the hiv patients but i just primarily do family practice family medicine hospitalist work, in nursing home work, wound care work. Uh, I just came here because I wanted to reach into many areas of medicine that I couldn't do in a urban area or in an academic center. So I have a background from Harvard and UCLA um, and I uh, background in virology and I had the, uh, we were thrust into the COVID uh, uh, pandemic because we became the epicenter for California. And so a colleague of mine, who's an amazing, great doctor named Brian Tyson, and I charged right ahead with early treatment. And we that was what I had always done for HIV, and what I tried to do in other areas of uh, medicine. And so we used a protocol that we uh, made um, uh, from based upon work from DDA Raul and from Vladimir Zelenko in New York and from uh, research that was published uh, using hydroxychloroquine as a backbone in a, and, and the protocol that we used was a bit stronger than those of other uh, people. And, and maybe because of that, with the antibiotic doxycycline or azithromycin, zinc, vitamin D, and aspirin, uh, we ended up uh, with uh, currently now over 7,000 patients that have been treated. Uh, we were publishing an article uh, that describes the results of uh, 4,476 patients of whom 99.96% fully recovered, very high risk patients. And so uh, that's what we aimed for from the beginning and it, every, everything showed it worked and it, it, we wouldn't have continued if it wasn't working. And we tried to get this uh, recognized by Fauci and the NIH and FDA and all over the county and the country and state. And there is pretty much dead silence and a black backlash, not backlash, but um, propagandizing of the general medical community against any early treatment so that's that's my background it's it's still taking uh patients from around the country who can't get this treatment early and and locally and uh, still seeing very great efficacy with now ivermectin added in it 
since November of last year, and then now uh, monoclonal antibodies infused if the uh, if if they can be obtained and if they're uh, if if it's justified because of symptoms in the patient or more risk factors, but. The combination with the, monoc- the Regeneron and Eli Lilly monoclonal antibody infusion is, with our oral agents makes it 100% effective. It's, it's really been very gratifying in that regard. But we didn't use those monoclonal antibodies for the first year, and we still have that great, our results in the paper are primarily from that the population that just had the oral medications. And then I'm, I spoke in Washington in November with Peter McCullough and Harvey Reich on early treatment at the Senate. And then I was just recently asked to come to Rome, Italy in two weeks to speak to their Senate. And so I'm updating my speech from November in, and, 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 and re- making much stronger actually to uh, make uh, to present in in Rome, Italy, to the summit there for the first international COVID summit uh, of doctors and lawyers and informed people, advocates for what needs to be done to overcome the pandemic. That, that's so I've got to get ready for that short trip to Italy. Is there any hope that? Uh your treatment and your methods will start to gain traction as you as you go to Italy because it, it's just so absurd that... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There are physicians such as yourself having these, I mean, next to miraculous results with, with all, you know, uh, generic drugs, mm-hmm. I guess, aside from monoclonal antibodies, and 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 yet it's there's just mums the word. No one says a word about any of it. You got to take the well. The it's been a terrible suppression, and and I think Peter McCullough hits on it very well. The doctor, the great cardiologist and internist from Dallas, Texas, who's been our leader on early treatment, and from the academic sort of background and, and tremendous um, breadth of knowledge. Um, he gave a beautiful lecture in Michigan a week ago. It was to a, a nice group of people. I don't know who it was specifically, but it's on the internet. It's a. It was an hour-long lecture, and in, in that he presented, laid out everything on 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 the pandemic and on the on the importance of early treatment, and and it, it's quite clear that that what's suppressed this and what is still suppressing it is this you is this uh, um, charging with uh, and backing of the of the vaccine approach and and the, the vaccines would be fine if they were sterilizing or if they were protective but they don't block the infection and so they're leaky vaccines they created the variants they created delta variant out of a vaccinated population and they'll continue to create variants as they're pushed, and they, that's what continues to suppress us, that mandates for vaccines, 
boosters that shouldn't be needed in the first year of a vaccine program and toxic vaccines that are expressing the worst part of the COVID uh, virus uh, in the form of that spike protein from the original infecting uh, 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 primary variant, basically, original variant of of COVID-19. And so uh, you're you're left with having to realize that the sinister sinister, uh, component around the country, around the world has been this powerful vaccine industry and, and whoever else has have intentions to, to promote it without understanding what they're doing. And it's, um, uh, so that's, that's basically what, what, what leads us to, uh, news reports coming out that are, def- uh, denigrating ivermectin or other agents that really are beneficial and, uh, the misinformation and uh, to the public that they and making them fearful, continually fearful when it's a very, very treatable illness, very treatable viral condition with these generic agents and now with the monoclonal antibodies needed. And that's what should have been the thrust of everything from the get go and collateral damage isn't acceptable when you have millions of people dying and maimed and injured for the rest of their lives. It seems like we're we're living through a moment that we will look back on one day or our kids will look back on one day that is no different than the every doctor smokes lucky strikes or you know the pregnant woman in the 50s with the glass of wine I drink while I'm pregnant and I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. You're right. That's a good analogy actually. It feels like it, that's it, what it, we're going through. It's it's something far beyond that though, but it it, it is relevant. It's a good analogy. Well, even even um, I've interviewed Gerald Posner, an investigative journalist and author, who of his many books, one of them is just called Pharma, and uh, he go he really focuses on the Sackler family and uh, Purdue and and their pushing of oxycotton as well as you know bribing physicians to do so, and you you know have all these maps of you know how they can push it more and exclude competitors and then block uh, block negative side effects. And again, I mean, so the you know the lucky strikes and the pregnant woman, I mean, those are the fifties, but I mean. This was in the 90s. You can go back and find the the, the commercials on YouTube where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I hurt my back, you know, while working construction. Oxycontin gave me my life back. And at first you're like, great, he got his life back. And it's like, and with no real side effects. And now if you said that to someone with a straight face, here's Oxycontin, there's no downsides, they'd smack you. I'd say, what are you doing? Put that down. It's going to lead to heroin. Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So many bad things that are pushed for financial gain, and it, a few at yeah. the expense of the millions of the masses. It's just, it's, um, it's just absurd. And I mean, even you know the the VAERS data. I mean, now that we're kicked off YouTube, I can just you know talk about all this stuff freely. But I mean, to date, thirteen thousand six hundred and twenty-seven deaths, and that's not including one thousand six hundred and seventy-one miscarriages. That's just in the United States. It just but that may be very actually significant underest uh, underreporting or underestimation. Some will say that it's as high as forty-five thousand fatalities, which is just it, it is there. That's one side of the uh, the insidiousness of this, the evil nature of this. The mm-hmm. other side is the amount of lives that have been lost, not to adverse effects from the vaccine, but rather from squashing and suppression suppression of early treatment up to, what is, didn't Dr. McCullough say, upwards of things eight? 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 5% of hospitalizations could be avoided. Well, if you use our data, it would be 99. 99.99. Yeah, and I think he's right. That's his conservative estimate. Yeah. So... Uh, you're then left with uh, six. We have 650,000 fatalities in the United States to this time. There might have been 60,000 total if it had been handled properly. It's just not acceptable, or even less, probably 20,000, perhaps. Well, I shouldn't say that because uh, the um, when when we push really firmly for early treatment based upon the the work of Harvey Reich in June, uh, May, June of 2020, the, there were, we were at about 40 or 50,000 deaths already. Yeah. And, and, but it, it, but th- it all should have been pushed forward well before that. And that would have made, brought the number down. At, and perhaps this is beyond the scope of the conversation, but, I mean, it feels like we're moving from this place of, you know, maybe, uh, I guess, like bad faith advertising with lucky strikes or something, right? It seems like we're moving from this place of, you know, that was done in in poor taste to almost like a different layer, like the upper atmosphere of criminal activity, like violation of like the Nuremberg Code. It seems like it's a human Mm -hmm. rights violation. It seems like it's a crime against humanity. Oh, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Tommy, it's um, it's a violation of, of the Nuremberg Code, and, and it's a crime against humanity. And there, there are a lot of people that are guilty of this. That, uh, hopefully, they'll be held accountable. And then, when you add in that we're dealing with a gain-of-function research virus generated through lab manipulations that were very diabolical to um, create a high, more a highly infectious, lethal virus is, is, is mind-boggling and just so very pathetic, sad. It's, it's not. Do you see, how do you see your, is, is it going to be something along the lines of you're just going to keep performing your treatments and it will, it will just go its own way and people that want it will pursue it? Or is there any... Um, and not that you would, ha- I don't know who could have the answer to this, who has a crystal ball. Is there any way in which the, the dam breaks? Is there something such as your trip to Rome where... Will I, get- I hope so. Maybe this uh, COVID summit international will, will be a tipping point. I, I, I'm, it could be. I hope so. I'm, I'm very honored to be asked to go and to uh, present uh, again to their Senate. And so I'm, that's why I'm updating my speech and, and there's a lot more to add to it. And so uh, I, and I suspect that's what they'll want me to do. If not also present a more formal type of lecture on brief lecture though, along with many other primary doctors and frontline people, experts who uh, have the, 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 the actual data and our knowledge that like Peter McCullough 
in and Harvey Reich and the uh, the in uh, irrefutable uh, information that educates people in the right way. So I I'll be prepared to give a talk in a more of a uh, slide pre presentation, but also one where you don't use slides necessarily, but you're just speaking from a uh, as I did in Washington to, to the senators. Mm -hmm. Is could you could you got got you fifteen more minutes? Could you actually go in and kind of explain what your early treatment is? Because for a layman like myself, I mean, I hear <clears throat> sure. kind of all these terms in the ether. It's ivermectin, it's hydroxychloroquine. It's make sure you take vitamin D. It's it's all yeah. these. What yeah. is? Well, yeah, it, it was from the beginning and still is a combination of medications that synergize that work together. It's just like in HIV, you use multiple agents that, that in effect synergize that are antiviral specifically or in other viral infections. But in this case, uh, the best agent was and may still be hydroxychloroquine that has multiple actions, that molecular actions that inhibit the multiplication of COVID-19. And the purpose of using the protocol combination of agents is to block its multiplication early before it does damage to the respiratory system and spreads to the lungs and other parts of the body. And so the, the actual protocol is a five-day treatment that can be intensified and extended that, in, that involves hydroxychloroquine, uh, 400 milligrams twice a day on the first day, and then 200 milligrams or one tablet three times a day on the day's two through five. For children, it, it, the dosing can be lower. It's very safe in children and in pregnant women. So it's used at a lower dosage, but also very effective. And then it's uh, what's added to it is an intracellular antibiotic like azithromycin. And that that's the one specifically that I use in children or in pregnant women because it's safe in those individuals. But the other one that is more commonly in adults is called doxycycline. And these are intracellular antibiotics that uh, that have antiviral action. Actually, it wasn't appreciated, and so they, in addition to being antibiotics to protect the respiratory system from other infections that can be secondary, and then one adds in uh, the zinc that is a antiviral agent when it gets in the cell and that's carried intracellular by hydroxychloroquine it's called an ionophore a mechanism of the of the hydroxychloroquine and that inhibits the rna polymerase of covid 19 but hydroxychloroquine is a very potent sigma one receptor agonist so it blocks the sigma one receptor that's a in intracellular uh, a protein in the in what's called the endoplasmic reticulum. It's called sort of a chaperone protein that allows other proteins that are formed, such as those of COVID-19, to fold properly. And when they aren't given this chaperone, they don't fold properly, and that blocks their replication. So the, the, uh, then there are other mechanisms that it has also. But in addition, uh, we use now ivermectin that's come up in many very good studies, but not, not nearly as extensive as hydroxychloroquine in, 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 in nationwide studies and individual peer-reviewed studies, and uh, where it also has a 
<clears throat> intracellular blocking action of co for COVID-19, blocking a intranuclear transport uh, step that the virus requires, uh, and also blocking the spike protein in, and having a benefit later in the infection uh, that's distinctly different from hydroxychloroquine. And then we add in, and that's also just two doses usually in our protocol for other protocols it might be uh, more, more doses that are given. Uh, and then we add in, uh, as I said, the uh, vitamin D3, that's uh, low levels are, are negative for COVID-19. The they patients do much worse if they have low vitamin D and vitamin D can also help bring zinc into the cell and have other purposes. And then we add in aspirin because one of the big problems with COVID-19 and the spike protein that's in these vaccines is that it promotes thromboses or clots. And so you want to anticoagulate gently during the course of the infection with aspirin and move on to more potent anticoagulants if, um, if it gets worse to prevent clotting. And that's what leads to the severe uh, end reaction uh, processes in the patients that are far beyond those first five to seven days when our, our protocol is um, meant to be used. So I hope that that gives you some background on it. It's, it's simple though in reality and it's well tolerated and, uh, and it can be intensified. As I said, where these things, HCQ can be extended out for another five to 30 days if needed as can ivermectin. One can add in uh, an agent called cochicine mm -hmm. that's a gout agent, but it has a um, anti-inflammatory, distinctive anti-inflammatory action that in a double blind study, placebo controlled showed it decreased hospitalization in COVID infected patients. So that I use also in patients when, when it's indicated. And all of this is intended to prevent hospitalization or and death, of course, and to prevent the long COVID uh, condition. And that they look, it's coming clear that the long COVID is due to the spike protein persisting for months and months in certain classes of what are called monocytes in the in, in the in individuals that were infected that didn't get early treatment. And so now uh, there's a Dr. Bruce Patterson who's doing some phenomenal work on on the inflammatory processes and identifying the remnants of the spike protein that this product that's in these vaccines that um, that actually end up triggering terrible symptoms in people that have long, long COVID. That, and now it can be surmounted with the knowledge of that, of that fact and, and knowledge of the cytokines that are triggered by that presence. Now, for, for if there are any physicians listening or for individuals that aren't in your geographic proximity, is there anywhere that they can go to find your uh, to find your treatment protocols? Is is it something that they can just look up? Let's say a physician is listening to this in Mexico City, can they? You know, there are there are definitely uh, websites, and uh, ours has been published in the local uh, newspaper called the DesertReview.com under Frontline Doctors COVID treatment update from April of 2021. However, it's also uh, presented in many different uh, sites, such as that of 
of actually Steve Kirsch has his has a website that's very informative. I don't know if you are familiar with that, but uh, he lists uh, different protocols and 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 they're 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 able to be reviewed and selected from. Uh, and and uh, it's I think in any case you have to get the the web address for that, sure. Tommy. List that if you'd like. And then the uh, one of the best ones is the. Um, outpatientcovidoutpatientcare.com, a website called covidoutpatientcare.com that is uh, put up by a, a doctor, uh, by Jean-Pierre Kikens and, and a web, his separate website that has a lot of all these protocols too called covexit.com, covexit, C-O-V-E-X-I-T, Dot com, uh, and so that's there. There are quite a few sites for seeing these okay. protocols. Okay, I'll make sure to put those in the uh, in the description. For, yeah, please do. Absolutely. For your um, for your treatment now, is there? And I believe you may have answered this, but I'll, this is all going over my head. Is is there a a time in the infection or past the infection or in the timeline of the disease that your treatment does not work. Is there a point that is past the point of no return? Do you have to well, switch it, gears? There, you know, it, it, it's less and less effective as the condition progresses. And so it, it's, it can be effective even if it's nine or 10 days after the initiation of the symptoms of COVID-19. However, if it's past 14 to 20 days, it's probably reached the end of these different, the second or third phase of, COVID-19 infection or pathophysiology, which in those who are the inflammatory phase involving the cytokine storm and 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 pneumonia, and then the uh, the la- even later phase or the evolution of that into the microthrombosis phase where blood clots are forming and there's a real risk of, of, of emboli throughout the body and organ failure. That those are then the, the, in those at that those points, the individual is having severe respiratory insufficiency and is um, may even be in the intensive care unit getting high flow oxygen. So when you said uh, as late as nine to ten days after the symptoms show, so it's not it's not necessarily that you have to catch it within ten days of the infection because if it if it lays dormant or if the symptoms don't arise after. 14 days, then there would be no way you could... So it's after the symptoms. Well, it, it has to do... It varies on the individual and their uh, resiliency and ability to uh, naturally re, re, re suppress the multiplication and spread of the virus. And, and they, uh, in in the majority of patients that are high risk with multiple comorbidities like hypertension and diabetes and obesity and heart disease, the, uh, they're... they're uh, likely not to be able to prevent the evolution and spread the the extension of this into that inflammatory phase and the and they would need other treatments that uh, would be brought in and the unfortunately they go to the hospital and they still get remdesivir and dexamethasone and things that the the nih fda pushed forward that particularly remdesivir that doesn't doesn't work very well very costly, and just has sort of been accepted as a standard of care, which 
really bothers me a great deal. And in a couple more minutes is, and everything you're talking about, all the all the drugs and the treatments and the combinations of these that you're talking about, these are all a generic, and there's no high profit margin, and B, they've all been studied for, dare I say, decades. Yes, exactly. They're tried and true and very effective for various other problems. But now they, they're focused in on what they never were appreciated to be able to be uh, acting in, and yet they definitely do have these actions. They were there. They should have been uh, publicized and uh, investigated. There should have been an effort on prevention with them, uh, prophylaxis. All of this should have been done, and the, uh, the, the yet it was all sacrificed for the backs and and the billions and billions and billions that go into the um, remuneration to these companies for those and individuals. Absolutely, absurd. I mean, it kind of sounds like the Oxycontin commercials. There's no doubt. It's these drugs. Yeah. They're, ge- they're generics. They have no I side effects. That, I hope that that comes out sometime. It will. It right. will in time. It always does. Yeah. Well, it may. It's taking too long from my perspective. It might not be timely. In time, the truth will come out. It's. I mean, you're right. Maybe not soon enough to affect change. The truth will come. It always does. It's just, I think, well, the only thing we can do is be the change you want to see in the world. I'm not a physician, so clearly I don't practice this, but I can interview individuals such as yourself mm-hmm. who is practicing this who is going to be going to Rome and giving a speech. And this is right. This is how it does change is we can all sit around going, how come no one else is doing it? And it's like, well, what are you doing? And this is how the, the ball gets rolling. And more than anything, you, you know, you're on the right side. You, you know what you're doing is, correct. Oh, sure. you know that you're upholding your Hippocratic oath. You know that you're treating people as a physician. And that is what I admire. And, I know you're a very busy man, and I know that you've got to run, and I told you I wouldn't keep you one minute over longer well, than I said no, I would. It's a pleasure, Tommy. I look forward to having another podcast Absolutely. after I get back from Rome. If you, Absolutely. If you... I would love to. I'm happy you brought that up so I didn't have to. I'll send you an email. Uh-huh. I'd love to talk to you after that. It'll be absolutely um, wonderful. Thank I you. hope it is worthwhile for everyone it, it concerned. Be. It will be. If you're if you're going there, then it's going to be worthwhile, I believe. <laughs> Dr. Freed, thank okay. you, sir. God bless you. And yeah, uh, I'll send you this when it's up. Take care. Godspeed. Okay. God bless. Recording stopped. Thank you very much. Bye.